Hey, what's up, family? Welcome to the Wholeness Journey course. Hope y'all are doing well this Saturday um, afternoon or whenever you're watching. I hope it's an amazing day for you. And I look forward to serving you all today as we talk about the 12 things that hinders us from competing and completing at a high level. As everyone is coming in, let me know where you're watching from, all that good stuff. But for those who's watching me live, not live, but those who's watching me later, I want to introduce myself. If this is your first, very first time, for sure. My name is Joshua Ezzi, also known as Coach Josh, and my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. Give us a excuse me, and to help you um, make sense of your life. So after watching this video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe, man. Go ahead and subscribe. I would love to be your coach here online. But for those who's listening or watching and you've been subscribed with me for a while, I want to say thank you all so much for joining me and trusting the gift that's in me to help bring the gift inside of you out and to help you grow closer with the gift giver. All that good stuff. Basically, what I'm trying to say is say thank you so much for being a part of my community online. So everyone's coming in. Good morning to you, Vanita. Being so long, God bless you. God bless you too. And as everyone is coming in, let me make sure I let you all know about my latest book, which sparked this course, uh, The Wholeness Journal. It's a good uh, resource for your wholeness journey uh, to help you really process whether or not uh, uh, you're whole at the level that's able um, to hold things properly. Great resource, has a year's worth of, of journal time. It has uh, 25 articles in there and it has over a hundred or so questions to help you process your wholeness from every angle of your life. And also make sure you check out, just released uh, last week, the whole card game, hold the card game is now available. Links in the description box below, or you can just simply go to my website, imunplugged.com, and get your books, cards, all that good stuff that will help you on your wholeness journey. But for those who's very first time hearing about the card game, the first one who spells whole wins. It's a great game for you to process and to ask questions with your significant other, with your children, with your family, or with friends or small groups at churches to see where everyone else is, and it has great interactive activities like uh, exercise uh, that you have to do, challenges and all that kind of stuff, just to kind of measure you on where you are whole and where you are not whole, because it's important. God wants us to be individuals that can hold the precious things of life properly. Let's get right into our scripture and make sure you share this video. Um, to people that you feel are hindered in any kind of way from being completed or from competing at a high level. The verse for today's uh, uh, course or lecture, of course, is going to be for the first phase. is James 1, 2 through 3. And it says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces patience and let patience have its full effect that you may be perfect or whole and complete, lacking in nothing. We said here, each underlying category must be obtained and sustained to hold anything properly. It's an every day and every moment reliance on the supply of the Holy Spirit. And so right now we're under the complete phase. So we talked about what it means to be whole. Now we're talking about what it means to complete or be completed, etc. So this is part three of the complete category. Let's go to our next slide and let's get right into it. Now, the problem, recapping real quick. Many people are trying to compete against their opposition 
and complete important things without first being completed enough in Christ to do so at a high level. We talked about for the last two or three weeks that uh, many people are trying to compete against their opposition. They're trying to compete against a demonic uh, spirit. They're trying to compete against principalities. They're trying to compete against their opposition or trying to complete important things like marriage or trying to complete important things like parenting, completing things like projects, etc., without first being completed in Christ to do so at a high level. God wants us to do things at a high level because when we do things at a high level, we're at his level. We're operating at a higher frequency. We're operating at a higher level of, of focus, determination, of value, self-esteem, which will then, with encompassing favor and God walking and working with you, that will create fear in opposition as well as build potential faith in those who, who don't even know the gospel. Demons should be intimidated. The world system developed by him should be intimidated because you're operating at a high level. But it's, it's difficult to do that at a high level if you first haven't been completed enough in Christ to do so. It says they are working for completion and not from completion. Now, what we were saying about this was is that many people are working for completion. They're working to uh, get in a relationship and they believe or they feel that that relationship will complete them. Or they'll feel that once they have kids, they will feel completed. They will then uh, begin to live life and say, if I can only have this house, this car, this relationship, this thing, then I will officially be completed. No, 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 no. We as believers, in order for us to hold things well, we must be working from completion, meaning from the completed work of Christ, from the, the sustaining work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We should be working from a level of being completed so that we can compete and complete at a high level. Quick points real quickly. It says we must stay in the completed work of Christ and sustain its completion to compete and complete. We must stay in it, meaning that we can't boast in our might. We can't boast in our money. We can't boast in anything but in him and the fact that we know him. That's the only way we can boast, right? If we don't boast, we'll roast. You see what I'm saying? We won't be able to fulfill what it is that we are here to fulfill. So we must stay in it. We must rest in him. We must know that he, because he's completed, I can complete and compete at a high level. Like I said many times, I am not going to be able to complete a 50, 60 year marriage if I don't settle in the completed work of Christ. It's impossible. So we must stay in the completed work of Christ and sustain his completion in order for us to compete and complete at a high level. Next point, it is going to be hard to compete and complete in this demonic world if you haven't been completed or, or if you don't sustain completeness. This demonic world is, is making it where it is impossible without the Holy Spirit, without the favor of God, without the completed work of Christ to even be able to pierce through this dark climate, right? This is a dark climate. If you notice, it's getting darker. And when it gets darker, lights are easily spotted, right? And so as believers, we have to understand that in order for us to navigate our marriages, to navigate our children, to navigate our businesses, to navigate our ministries, to navigate through this dark world, we have to rest in the one that's not affected by this dark world. See, we're in it, but we're not of it. But when you of it, you can't work in it. 
See, we have to understand we cannot be of the world to impact the world. We may be in it, but we're not of it. We are of God. Therefore, we are our are, are light bearers. We are able to carry his light. And people, as it gets darker, they will be uh, 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 um, looking for people who bear the light. But we have to be completed or find our delight in God so that we can walk into the light so that we can let go of any darkness that's inside of us. Let's keep going for time's sake. Because it's finished, we can finish. That's powerful. Because what Jesus did years ago, being is finished, now we can finish. There's hope. There's hope for your marriage. There's hope for your children. There's hope for your ministry business. There's hope for you financially, wherever it is. Because of his finished work, coupled with our faithfulness, we can finish anything. It is through Christ, by Christ, that we are strengthened to complete, right? <clears throat> so because it's finished, we can finish. Next point. We have assignments to complete. That should motivate you. If you're in this world, if you listen to this uh, 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 this, this uh, message right now, you are here for an assignment and you're here to fulfill a purpose. The Christians and the church were designed, were intentionally designed to be unmatched opponents of the enemy. We are the innovators and the true creators of the world. That's very important. We're supposed to be an unmatched opponent, but we have been compromised or our preachers have been compromised. The gospel has been diluted in its delivery that people are not being delivered. Let's keep going. Now, let's get to, we have a lot of points to cover today. So go ahead and share. We at the part of the video where we're really going to break down the 12 things. I think it's 12 or 13 things that hinders the finished work of Christ and from us finishing, or in other words, hinders us from competing and completing at a high level, right? So number one are our faults, our faults. Number one, our faults. So let me know where y'all watching from. We got viewers in here. Let me know what city, state, country you watch from. I would love to see where, where, what you, uh, where you guys are from, guys and gals, right? Our faults. Let's talk about that. A fault is an action done previously a transgression that that didn't match what needed to be matched, right? That didn't fulfill what it's supposed to feel. It was a fault. Uh, um, it, it hurt someone or hurt you. It, it was a mistake, right? Oftentimes when we allow ourselves to be so invested in our faults or what we did, the overindulgence of our fault keeps us from progressing. Our faults will halt. Our faults will halt. Listen, one thing that I tell people all the time is you have to have amnesia. I don't, I don't have time to dwell on a mistake that I may have done years ago, weeks ago, or minutes ago if I'm endeavoring to sustain husbandhood, if I'm endeavoring to sustain myself as a man of God. I can't dwell on that. That's what's beautiful about the goodness of God that draws me daily to repentance, that draws me daily to the opportunities for our mind, for my mind to be renewed. Instead of for me to, to be through with myself, I got to allow myself to be renewed. And oftentimes we allow our faults or our mistakes to hinder the finished work of God. And what I mean by that is it, it, it affects the gospel to us. Like, like if I if I know that, uh, that I made a mistake and, and I don't really uh, fully understand the full gospel, that even though I'm a wretch, even though I'm a sinner, quote unquote, before I got saved, it was because of the grace and of God that sent Jesus in this world to be... Um, our sacrifice for us, 
If I don't fully uh, tell the gospel to myself when I have these moments, then I won't fully understand what the gospel gave me access to. See, most of us, we only know half of the gospel or, or we think the gospel is just for the unsaved. No, the gospel is just as much needed or if not more for the believer than it is for the unbeliever. In order for me to navigate this Christian walk, I have to be constantly reminded of the gospel that I've been liberated from my sins, liberated from my faults, set free by, and every day I have grace and mercy behind me. Therefore, in whatever mistake I made, if I know I have genuine love, and relationship and reverence for God, then, then I know that I have access to repentance, that I can repent from my sin and allow the Holy Spirit, the righteousness of Christ, his spirit in me to renew my mind so I won't allow my faults to halt. I don't care what your mistakes were. I don't care what they was. I don't care what you did. We cannot allow what we did hours ago, minutes ago, seconds ago, days ago, months ago, or years ago to keep us from competing. The devil would love to re loves to remind us. I don't like to say devil because he's not omnipresent. Demons that have been assigned to you love for you to dwell on the mistakes you made versus how God will utilize that mistake to make you. To make you better, to grow. See, my life and my, my mindset is never wins and losses, family. My mindset is wins and lessons. I learn from every mistake. But my love for God is so deep. My love for God for my wife is so deep. My love for myself is so deep that I'm not going to allow myself to do dumb stuff. I'm not going to allow myself to do anything that's going to really affect because there's love there. But when it comes down to uh, 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 little mistakes or even minor mistakes, or if not major mistakes, no matter how big they are, your God's bigger than your mistakes. So no matter the fault, don't let it halt. Right? So so many people allow their faults to hinder the work of the Holy Spirit. It, 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 it halts. It, 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 it stops. It stagnates. The gentlemanship of the Holy Spirit's desire to work on us. So I don't care what your mistakes were. You got to get over them. And the only way you can get over them is the fact that Christ got over the cross. That he, he opened the opportunity for you to say, you know what? Yeah, I make mistakes. But I'm going to learn from them. A mistake is worth making if you plan to learn from them. Failures. Number two, failures and faults go together. Let's talk about failures. Some people, similar to faults. They, they, their, uh, their failures keeps the finished work from fulfilling its purpose, or their failures keeps them from competing, or the fear of failure. Let's go at that angle since we talked about the past and faults. Now we're going to go to the fear of failure going forward. Some people, because they feel inadequate or, or they're lazy, one of the two, they have a fear of failure. That why try? Uh, if if I'm not that guy, you know, why try if I if I'm not that girl? Like, why try uh, if 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 I, if I feel inadequate? Uh, I fear that, that I'm going to fail. And, and oftentimes, uh, the reason why many people are not competing or completing is because they don't really realize what Jesus said in the scriptures. He said, "Will not greater works you'll do? The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is inside of you and me. So that means I can compete at a high level." It doesn't matter what, what the failures were or what the failures could be. No matter, I'd rather for you to fail forward. See, the goal in life is to fail forward because at least I'm pursuing. At least I'm going after. 
But a lot of people, their fear of failure is keeping them from prevailing. It's keeping them from selling. It's pre preventing them from getting and going after. Listen, I don't care what your failures were that makes you feel inadequate or the fear of failure going forward. We cannot allow that to halt the spirit of God working in us, nor let it halt us and cause us to be stagnant. The enemy loves stagnant saints. The enemy loves stagnant saints. He loves individuals who are stagnant. They're, 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 they're of no use to God. They're, 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 they're just stuck. They, they just, they, that's right. Scared of being disappointed. Scared of being disappointed. Uh, uh, and that's true. We have to understand that disappointments are going to occur. But don't let disappointment occur because of you. Disappointment is I'm distancing myself from the appointments. And since I've been distancing myself from appointments, I'm disappointed, right? Or, or desired appointments. And now I become disappointed because the desired appointment didn't happen. Who cares if that man that you was appointed, that you had an appointment with or whatever, dates or whatever, is not texting you back or she's not giving you no attention. Who cares? Is that God's appointment? My goal is not to try to sign up for appointments that God doesn't want me to be a part of, because the more I sign up for appointments that God didn't appoint me to, I set myself up to be disappointed. That's why we have to understand the character of God. We have to understand the way of God, the will of God, the flow of God, the timing of God, so that we will set ourselves up to appointments that were signed for us. Let God set your appointments. And, 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 and the more you set yourself up in the in the word of God, then you won't you will rarely be disappointed. The reason why we are disappointed is because we distance ourselves from the appointments that God has appointed us to go after. But when you have these desires and false expectations and you want this guy more than God, you want this girl more than God, you want this uh, growth more than God, you want this uh, money more than God, you want all these things more than God, and then you start setting up your own appointments, then you set yourself up for disappointments. But the more you set up appointments daily with God, checking in and checking out and spending time with him, you will rarely find yourself disappointed. Now, don't get me wrong. People are going to fail you to make calls disappointment. But because you've been making appointments with God, your, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know that this is the day the Lord has made. You will rejoice and be glad as you walk in it. You won't be sad. You won't be caught up in the, the fickleness and the fluctuationness of individuals because you will be anchored in the rock. Your footing will be in the rock that never moves. So disappointment. Some people just like, man, I don't want to be disappointed. So failures. Let's talk about fears. False failures and fears kind of go together. So we'll kind of talk about fears a little briefly. But fears, false evidences appearing real. People are afraid. They, they are fearful. But the Bible says he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. See, the issue is we, we get so caught up on the steer or our peers. We get so caught up on uh, um, where is this thing going? Am I steering myself in the right way or uh, what my peers are doing? Or we get all caught up in all these different things and, and it builds up fear. Or like in our culture right now, listen, how many believers right now are stagnant because of the culture, because of what society is going through right now? Listen, I am rooted. I am anchored in the kingdom of God. What kingdom are you in? We are in this world, but we're not of it. We are in this world, but we of the kingdom. And when you of the kingdom, you're fully supplied. No king, no president, no, no whoever, dignity, whatever, sends you to a place without um, the things you need. 
But if you're of this world, then you then you're affected by this world. But when you are of the kingdom of God, you will allow what's going on in our world when it comes to whatever's going on to cause you to be in fear. The enemy, the greatest uh, 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 odor, the greatest atmosphere or climate of control is fear. How can I get you afraid? How can I get you from pursuing the things of God? It doesn't matter. When you are in the will of God, there's nothing to be afraid of because the safest place on the planet is in the will of God. If you're in the will of God right now, it doesn't matter what's happening in this world. It doesn't matter what they're going to do. He's your provider. He's your protector, right? He's your preserver. So you can continue to serve. So you can continue to do what you got to do so that you can tell these demons, I don't have a spirit of fear. I have power, love, and a sound mind. Right now in this day and age, we need to have the latter three. We cannot be in fear. Right now in this climate, we have power. We have power against the enemy. We have power. Right now, we have authority over every principality, over every demonic spirit, over every devil, including the devil himself. We have power. In the name of Jesus, there's power. Operating by the spirit of Christ, there's power. And then there's love. Love comes among two sin. Love can take the shackles off of people's minds. Love. And when we know that we love, we can love at a high level. And, and, and the people that are being hurt, hurt in this time uh, uh, can be healed. That's why the church has to operate in those three things. They have to operate in power. They have to operate in love. And they have to operate in sound mind. They got to be able to clearly think. They have to critically think. These times are too critical not to critically think. Okay, And so we can't operate in fear or we'll become stagnant and we won't be able to compete against those dark demonic spirits. Because when when people, when kids are around me and we had an incident yesterday that that, that scared a lot of kids. Right. And when they look at me, I didn't have no fear. If I'm over there scared, if I'm over there shaking, if I'm over there nervous, that's going to make them fall in fear. But because I know who my God is and I know that he's over the circumstance, the kids have faith. So we have to, for those that may that may be succumb or succumb to fear. Here we go. Fellowships and friendships. Uh-oh. Fellowships and friendships. You got to watch who you fellowship with because not every fellow should be on your ship. Not every friend should be on your ship. I'm telling you, friendship has friends and the word friendship has become such a cheap word that we give that title to everyone and to everything. And, and, and then we get disappointed when that person can't be that thing. So I tell people the first two friends you must have is God and you, because when God becomes your best friend, your ultimate friend, right? Your solidified friend, when he becomes that, then you will know how to be a friend to yourself. And when you know that God's your friend, you know how to be a friend to yourself. Now you know how to be friendly. Now, even though you're friendly, you got to know the difference between making a friend from that friendliness and just being friendly. Oftentimes we allow our friendliness or the friendliness of others to bond, to build bonds that God never desired to build. That's why you must always operate through discretion. You must always walk from the friendship of God and from the friendship of self so that you'll know who to be your friend. Notice with Jesus himself, Jesus had the 70. Okay, no, let's go back. He had the crowd. He had the 70. He had the 12. He had the three. And he had the father. All of those played a major part in his ministry. The crowd. 
He had to reveal himself. He had to show himself. He had to show the miracles. He had to show the goodness so that people could see the difference between those who want him because of what he did, the miracles, or those who want him because they want him to be his master, right? So the crowd, you saw with the crowd, they came for the chicken place. They was there for the two-piece the and, 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 and the biscuit meals. They was there for him for that. But when he began to get real and very specific about who he is and what is required of them, they left him. Then you had the 70. The 70 was the people that that were uh, 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 closer than the crowd. And then oftentimes you saw in the, in, in the gospel that they also left too. Then you had the 12. But within that 12 was a Judas, right? So within the 12, those was his comrades. Those were the people that was with him. But even with that 12, he only brought three to the mountain. See, you're not supposed to transfigure yourself. You're not supposed to show your real self to the crowd. They can't handle the real you. You can't show your real self to the 70. They that can't handle the real you. You can't even show yourself to your 12 associates and friends because not all of them can handle you. He only transfigured himself in front of three. See, people got to stand. If you have more than three friends, you're setting yourself up for a Judas. You're setting yourself up for betrayal. But you notice the number one person that he often went to to go pray was fellowshipping with his father. That's the order. There's gonna You have to go from the father, not away from the father. You got to go from him. You got to say, my friendship is with you, God. You are my friend because people will leave you. People are fickle. People fluctuate. And you can't have all this love for everybody that you give them access. There's access levels, family. Not everybody deserves access to you. Listen, I don't care. My friendliness may go way beyond me, but I'm not going to draw you deep into me. Because even Jesus said in the word of God that he did not entrust himself to everyone because he knew the hearts of everyone. Now, you may not know the hearts of everyone, but the spirit of God in you will. And he'll let you know from the beginning how many of us are guilty of this. That when you were saved, right, and then you was about to date this girl or date this guy, you felt in your spirit from the beginning. No. You felt from the beginning, she ain't the one, man. He ain't the one. But you did it anyway. And then years later, you found out he wasn't the one. She wasn't the one. Now you got years and months of heartache from some for you not listening to the Holy Spirit in you. And how many people right now are married to someone that God never had for them? That's unnecessary drama, fam. That's unnecessary issues that you put yourself through. So just because you are friendly person, just because you desire friends, you got to make sure you go to the one that would never change. The one that would be there with you all the way to the end. And when you are too, when you get into fellowships and friendships with people prematurely, and then these individuals, you allow them too close to you, then you're setting yourself up to be sabotaged. Because a lot of people that we are friends with or relationship with are demonic uh, demonic demonized ticking bombs. The, the enemy has set the timer on them. He set them for two years. He set them the timer on for three years. He set the timer on there for five months. And all he's doing is when that timer goes off, that person all of a sudden face change. And all of a sudden they don't want you no more. Why? Why are we was just at dinner? We was just, we was just at breakfast. We was just with each other. And now you don't want me no more? Demonic ticking time bombs. What they do is they he brings these people close into your life. 
get you attached to him. And then the demon, after he has already had his full, now removes that joy out of that person, now removes that love out of that person, now begins to reveal the real agenda. And then they face start changing, lust start coming to the forefront, anger starts coming to the forefront. What happened to this God-fearing man? What happened to this God-loving woman? This person changed because the demon knows how to act too. The best actors are not Denzel. The best actors are not the people we see on Hollywood. The best actors are the demons. They'll make a person seem so friendly. They'll make a person feel like they're with you and it will feel authentic because you can't live life off of feelings. You got to live life off of faith and facts. And faith and facts comes from fellowship. And you have to move slowly, navigate wisely so that you don't become too friendly, that you let people come too close. And then two years they blow up, but they blow up and they leave. They blow up or they bow out, but you still got soul ties to them. You still got, you got a baby with them now. You got a, you got a, you got this issue from them now. That's why it's good to stay on the right path. So you won't have unnecessary soul ties, unnecessary STDs, unnecessary, not unnecessary because children are a beautiful thing, but you don't have to worry about being a forever partner with someone that ain't your someone. Okay. Let's keep going. We got some people commenting, that's me. I'm too friendly. See, there's nothing wrong with being friendly, but you can't be too friendly. So I feel you on that. So we have to modify our friendliness. We got to be able to say, what is the baseline friendly package? What's the baseline three, four things that are friendly for everyone? Here we go. Here's the levels to this. There's access levels. See, there's people who are never meant to be close to you. Those people are, I always give people at least 15 seconds to 15 minutes of my love based upon discretion. We're talking about strangers. Everybody's going to get a depth. From Mr. Ezio, Coach Josh, or however you know me. Dap, pound, love, what's up? Good. 15 seconds. Even haters, even people I don't like, I still got to walk in love and joy. Because love and joy, you got to be set free from your enemies. You got to be set free from them so they can, they can feel the authenticity of, of your deliverance, of your freedom. They got to be able to feel that they no longer have a connection or an attachment to you to do to their actions that can dictate how you act. You got to be set free so people, your enemies, your haters, your ex can no longer affect you emotionally. Whoever controls you emotionally is your master. So if you if your ex at the look of your ex, you pulled with all kind of emotion, that person is still tied to you. And if you need a book to help you with soul ties, if you struggle with that right now, my uh, got to wrote a book called The Purpose of Freedom. How to untie soul ties and uproot strongholds. This book will teach you how to... Uh, avoid soul ties and how to untie and uproot strongholds. This book right in here will help you with discernment. It will help you discern the will of God continuously in every day, in every place of your life. It will help you. I got to pay. I got a, a chapter there about friendships, relationships that will help you be able to determine whether or not this person is of God from you and signs and how to test them. Right. And so we have to measure that everyone can get a pound or, hey, what's up? Because it is what it is. But not everybody should get close. Not everybody should come to your house. Not because you got to treat everything as a sanctuary. Mm. You got to treat your mind as a sanctuary, your heart as a sanctuary, your, your house as a sanctuary, where your car is a sanctuary. Peace, my friend. It's the greatest climate of all. And the only way to sustain peace is to have joy. And the only way to have joy is to have fellowship with the Father. And when you have that, you will be a whole lot more careful who you allow within your peace bubble, who you allow close, because you got to see, are you sent from the Prince of Peace? Are you a peacemaker? If not, you're not coming into my peace, because if you come to my peace and you're not a peacemaker, you'll tear my peace into pieces. Let's keep going. Lack of focus. 
That's right. God's girl says, Amen. Everybody don't come. No, no, no. Everybody don't come to your house. I won't even let you. I won't even let you know what side of town on. I won't even let you know where I shop. Now, y'all know I shop at Whole Foods, but which one? <laughs> All right. Lack of focus and follow through. What keeps or hinders the finished work of God in our lives and setting us free and what hinders us from competing and completing at a high level is a lack of focus and follow through. A lack of focus of follow through. I always tell people, whatever you, whatever has your focus uh, or whatever you focus on flourishes. Whatever, you got to understand um, attention is currency. Why do you think it say pay attention? What's, what's the most valuable thing on the planet right now with social media stuff? It's attention. Attention leads to ads, ads leads to cash, right? So paying attention, you got to say, I'm paying more, something more valuable than currency. Right now, if you pay attention to people more than God, you pay attention to other things more than God and yourself, then those things will flourish more than the things that will actually be foundational things to help you finish. I got to focus on the things of God. Here's my level of focus. God has my undivided attention. At any given time, if God wakes me up, I don't care if it's two in the morning, three in the morning, five in the morning. You got my undivided attention. Because my fellowship with you matters anything. If I want, if I want to finish 50, 60 year marriage, if I want to finish the course of fatherhood and <clears throat> those I'm a father figure of, and when I do have them little edges when they come out, if I want to see it through, my boy, if I want to see it through, I gotta meet with you. So no matter when you want to meet God, full and undivided. The issue is our attentions are divided. When God has your attention, he'll tell you what to look at. He'll then delegate your focus, right? Through the flow and the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I, you thought I was about to do that. You thought you <laughs> the little Omarion? I don't got no icebox where his heart used to be or where my heart is right now, okay? Anyway. Focus leads to flourishing, right? So when I focus on God, right, and then it leads me to focus on myself. That's why I don't have time to focus on your walk with God. I don't have time to focus on other people. I don't got time. I got to focus on me. Am I walking this straight and narrow? And the Bible says, uh, what's scripture say? Um, you got to examine yourself to see if you are of the faith. I got to always examine me. I don't got time to focus on nobody else's life. I got to focus on mine, right? The enemy's objective is to use distractions. Distractions leads to subtractions, okay? He wants to distract you so he can subtract from you. He comes to steal, kill him to what? Destroy. So if I distract, I can subtract, right? So you got to make sure God has your focus and then you got to focus on yourself and you got to focus. See, God, years ago, God told me before I got engaged to my wife, God was like, son, you got to downsize your ministry. Back in the day, ministry was an idol to me. It was a big idol. And the idolatry came stemmed from me being overlooked as a kid. It stemmed from the abandonment that I went through as a kid. And because I was abandoned and because I was overlooked and because I was never praised by people when I had performed at a high level worthy of praise, right? When that didn't occur, then I had to feel like I had to prove to people that I was somebody. I had to prove to people that, yo, man, don't you ever overlook me again. You see this big forehead. You can't even, you can't even overlook me, but you're going to still overlook me? 
<clears throat> so I had this ego <clears throat> problem. And so that ego, that pride was in the early day. Now, I wouldn't say early days. It, it, because when early on, when I really got humbled, oh yeah, or you was definitely pride. So when I first started, <laughs> ego, I was full of pride. Like I was like, man, I gotta prove to people that I'm somebody, right? And in that proving, I started losing. I started losing focus. I started tr- start seeing if I can get gimmicks and marketing too. Let me get the smoke machine. Let me get the light machine. Let me bring the artists in. Now, don't get me wrong; those messages still had power to it, but but it was divided attention. It was, I, I had attention on the word, but I also had attention on the herd. I had to herd. I had, to, I was, how many people can I herd in here? You know what I'm saying? Versus letting the word draw people. I just thought, okay, what else can I add to the word? See, the word of God is a formula that has no addition and no subtraction and, and no division, uh, 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 um, uh, mathematical, uh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? No, none of that. It's all multiplication. It ain't no, uh, uh, you, I can't add to it. I can't subtract from it. I can't divide it. You see what I'm saying? I can't, I can't even multiply it to make it look or whatever. I, you, that's why the Bible says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men, right? And so let's continue. And then as I was trying to prove, man, I lost my, my attention got divided. And then when I really got focused where I didn't care about the lights, see where I'm at, I'm in my house. I can care less about uh, the people I can get to follow me and whatnot, man. And, and, and when my heart became more pure, Things started taking off for me, right? But when you begin to have divided attention, then the people in front of you don't matter anymore. You start worrying about the people that you're trying to bring in and you lose focus. That's what happens to a lot of people in the church. Like right now, a lot of people are not focused on God to such a degree where they can become sustained the ofness of God so they can do the stuff of God, right? Hold on. But these allergies, boy, I ain't no fall had allergies, bro. I thought it was just spring that had allergies. Give me one second. I got to get a paper towel. I'm sweating, too. Give me one second. Okay, I'm back. All right, we're good now. Now, where was I at? <clears throat> oh, and follow through. Follow through is important, man. You got to see it through, my boy. You got to see it through, my girl. You got to see it through. Like, like, you can't get into a place where you just, when you get in the middle, you 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 seem little like 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 that's where you just got to keep going some people they just don't have no follow through they don't fellowship for faithfulness like there's a big difference between loyalty and faithfulness right and i know i used the word faithfulness before but i'm talking about the loyal kind of faithfulness there's a big difference between faithfulness and loyalty anybody will be faithful to you when you're fruitful to them hmm Anybody will be faithful to you when you're fruitful for them. I told my students last week, I said, man, listen, you got to watch out who your friends are. You got to watch out who come to you, fam. I said, there's two types of people. There's Joshua, Ezzy, then there's Coach Josh. 
A lot of people are drawn to Coach Josh, but I don't really introduce Joshua Ezzy because not too many people can handle Joshua Ezzy. Because not too people want to uh, attend Joshua Ezzy. They don't want to uh, help Joshua Ezzy. They, they just they want Coach Josh. They want the anointing. They want the association or whatever it is, right? And I told him you got to be very careful. Then I said, what are the two reasons why people come to you as a tree? Put in the comments. What are the two reasons why people come to a tree? Let's see if y'all can type it. For time's sake, I'll tell you. The reason why people come to a tree is because of its fruit and because of its shade. Most people don't come to a tree to tend the tree. That's the issue. So people are bringing people close to them that are only there to for the fruit and the, and the, and the shade. And then they fade. Why? They fade because they only there for fair, their fair weather. Their fair weather. Their fair weather friends. You want to be around people who are all weather. What, summer, winter, whatever it is, they're there. And the issue is we draw these people and they are not there to follow through, right? So follow through means I'm going to tend this tree. I'm going to tend this because, uh, 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 because I'm there for you. But people only come to you because they want to get fruit from you, right? And so the more I uh, am aware of that, right? Then I will follow through. I will follow through for God and follow through for myself, whether or not people come, right? Some people say air, oxygen, that's good. Yeah, you're right. Well, y'all gave me another one, right? But we have to be people that follow through. I lost my train of thought. I forgot what my point was, but either way, we got to learn how to say, you know what? I'm going to follow through. I'm going to go all the way until it's through, until it's done, until I'm, until I'm finished. Like that's who God is looking for. People who are loyal. People who say, I don't care how, how hot it gets, even if it's to a boil, I'm going to stay loyal. I don't care who leaves or who cleaves. I'm loyal to God. Uh, uh, faithfulness means I'm faithful to you. That's where I'm at. I'm faithful to you only if you're fruitful to me. Loyal says, I don't want nothing from you. I'm here because I was sent to you. Right? And so many people, the reason why they're not following through with God is because they only want the fruit of God, but don't want the Father. They don't. They don't want the fellowship. They want the fruit, but they don't want the fellowship. And so, and most people think that God's stupid. God ain't dumb, fam. God knows who loves Him for Him, fam. God knows who loves Him for Him. Why do you think God takes what you want, put it behind His back? He said, "If you want what's in my hand, you got to come through my heart." And most people, they want his hand, but not his heart. And they wonder why they're torn apart because God ain't delivering on for them when the way they think he should. So what is your reasons why you're with God? You're not going to be able to compete against this demonic world because the moment resistance comes, the moment conflict comes, you bow out. You got to ask yourself, why am I in this thing? Because you're not going to be able to complete anything of God because marriage is of God, right? Uh, uh, Ministry is of God. Business, entrepreneurial, creativity, that's from God first. And if you're not resilient, if you're not uh, 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 endeavoring to see it through, then you won't see it at all. Let's keep going for time's sake. Let me know in the chat, man, what y'all getting from this, if y'all learning something. I know y'all listening. Man, I ain't going to be able to get through all these. I'm going to have to do another part, part four of this. Another point, avoiding the fundamentals, avoiding the fundamentals. Another reason that keeps the finished work of Christ to really have his full effect and full power and, and, and what hinders us from finishing is, what's my point? Avoiding the fundamentals. 
The fundamentals are very important in life. You can't skip steps if you want to succeed. You cannot skip steps if you desire to succeed at anything. Whatever steps you skip, you will find yourself back to it, right? Real fun begins in the fundamentals. People want fun now versus having fun later. I'd rather have fun later and longer than have fun now and, and not as long. See, the fundamentals, when I practice the fundamentals, when I practice the principles of God, when I practice the fundamentals, when I when I find fun in the mentals, when I find fun in the transforming of my mental, when I find fun in the process of transformation, then I will actually be able to sustain things for a long period of time. You can't avoid the fundamentals if you want to succeed. The devil is afraid of those who practice their fundamentals, the fundamentals of prayer, the fundamentals of fasting, the fundamentals of reading, the fundamentals of fellowshipping, the fundamentals, the fundamentals, the fundamentals of spiritual discipline, the fundamentals of emotional intelligence, the fundamentals of mental renewal, the fundamentals of physical fitness. Those who anchor themselves in the fundamentals will have fun longer and they will have fun and, and they will enjoy it better. You can't avoid the fundamentals of spiritual disciplines. You got to pray. There's no, should I pray? You have no choice but to pray. And you're not going to always feel like praying. See, fundamentals means su successful people don't care about feelings. They care about the finished work. They care about the follow through. They care about the real fun. They have foresight. I told, I told, I counseled a basketball player, uh, a, a gentleman um, who's in the basketball industry. And I told him, I said, none of us like the conditioning, but we love playing the game. The most valuable player is the available player. The available player is the player who is conditioned. Who cares if you start? It's about who's in the game in the fourth quarter. Who's in the game when it matters? That's fun. But the real fun, to be able to have full fun in the, in the thing that you desire, you got to be in the disciplines. So no, no matter what it is in life, there's things about marriage that you ain't going to like. Things that I had to like about it. There's things I don't like, right? What I mean, don't like, don't get me wrong, not my wife and stuff, but there's, it's work. Nobody likes dying to themselves every day. So what I'm saying, but if you don't understand the fundamentals of, 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 of and, and removing filling out of it, then you won't really have fun throughout the whole journey of your life. You gotta, like, you gotta pray hard. Pray your hardest when you find it the hardest to pray. Read the most when you find it the hardest to read. Do what you got to do because you, you desire the real fun of life, sustainment of joy, sustainment of peace, sustainment of hope. You got to have this, uh, the spiritual fundamentals down packed. You got to have the emotional fundamentals down packed. You got to be able to uh, be angry and sin not. You got to have learn how to have self-control emotionally. You got to make sure you don't allow everybody have to have access to you to affect you emotionally. So you can't, you got to learn the emotional uh, fundamentals. You got to learn the mental fundamentals. You got to learn choosing, forcing yourself to think on things that are above, to think on things that are lovely, pure of a good report, to think on those things, right? You got to discipline your mindset. We don't think on that stuff. We don't, because I have what I think. I'm emotionally uh, fundamentally sound that I know that the bitter and sweet water can't come out the same stream. So I got to watch what I soak in. I got to be physically fit. fit. Does your outer casing, is your outer casing conditioned enough for the calling? Those who understand fundamentals and, 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 and don't avoid them, 
enjoy them because of the fruit that comes from them. Unforgiveness. And uh, what hinders the finished work of Christ, definitely, what it may even, yeah, unforgiveness or hinders us from competing and completing at high levels, unforgiveness. Forgiveness, and you heard me say many times, forgiveness is giving you the opportunity to go forward. Forgive. Forgiveness is giving me the opportunity, giving me the opportunity to go forward. Forgiveness don't have nothing to do with the person. That's why we get so selfish with unforgiveness. We get so angry with, unf- with our forgiveness. You don't deserve my forgiveness. What? You said what now? They don't deserve your forgiveness. What forgiveness do you deserve then? If they don't deserve your forgiveness, what forgiveness do you deserve? We we, we can play the game if we have to. You know we can play the game if we have to. The reason why I forgive is because I was forgiven. I am forgiven. He doesn't remember my sins as far as the east is from the west. So it's easy for me to forgive because I know that me holding unforgiveness only makes me toxic, only makes me unbearable, only makes me uh, not cool to be around, only makes me bound to how they act. So if, if you want the finished work of Christ to flood through you and to unlock the corridors that's keeping you from being the one or from keeping you from walking through the doors that you desire to walk in, you must forgive. Eternally, you must forgive. He, those who have pride and those who refuse to forgive, they those are guaranteed tickets to hell, fam. If you can't, if I, you haven't truly accepted the forgiveness of God until you're able to forgive. Now, don't get me wrong. Forgiveness can be difficult. Don't get me wrong. Jesus said, man, Peter was like, yo, fam, I know the word that God says that if I forgive my brother three times, we cool. But he said, if I forgive my brother seven times, what kind of reward do I get? What kind of award do I get, God? <laughs> He, Peter, he was a Peter looking for brandy points. If I forgive him seven times, that should be enough, right? Jesus was like, fam, nah, 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 nah. You, you thought you was cute by adding another four opportunities of forgiveness. He said, no, 70 times seven in a day. Now, how, Josh, would I, you, you, would I see that person 470 times in a day? No, but you will see them here. And every time they name pop up, you got to forgive them. You got to, you got to fake it till you make it. You got to do it to get through it. You see what I'm saying? And with forgiveness, you got to be able to say every time a name pops up in your mind, you scroll and see them online. No matter what happens, you got to forgive them, slime. You got to forgive them because you don't want to waste your time. All right. You got to be able to say, hey, I forgive them no matter when they pop up. And then the more you do it, the more you feel it, the more you feel it. The further you go from it, the, even to the point that when you see them, they don't have no tug. And that's why you got to practice their forgiveness. So when you see them face to face, you don't want to punch their face. So you have to forgive. Let's keep going. Tamara says, most of the time, the person you don't want to forgive is already doing bad one way or the other. Yeah. And, and you and you have to forgive even if you see them look bad. Like you got to you got to you got to get to a place of forgiveness where you hope the best for them. You wish the best for them. Like literally Jesus on the cross. What did what did my God do? He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Man, when I understand people's ignorance and people's immaturity, it helps me to forgive them. Thor- it helps me to forgive them thoroughly. Man, I had to forgive my dad, man. I had to forgive him because if I was him at that time, I probably did the same thing. So you got you got to have empathy because without empathy, you empty. You got to have empathy with the Holy Spirit. You'll begin to see. And yes, the Holy Spirit's going to show you things you don't want to see. You don't want to forgive them. You don't want to. 
But when you when you feel the spirit of God showing you the reasons why they did what they did and the evidence that you have survived it, then you can move on beyond it. So it helps me to forgive when I have empathy, when I understand what what's the insecurity level. Hear me, hear me, hear me. This is important. I always examine what's their insecurity level, what's their immaturity level, what's their discernment level. I, I start examining those three things. And then when I get an, an assessment of that, it helps me to forgive. Oh, they're just immature. Oh, they're just insecure or whatever. And then before I before I finish, before I stamp them as the as the culprit, I put the mirror in front of me. Was I insecure? Was I immature? Did I have poor discernment? Then not only do I forgive them, I can forgive me. The issue is most people don't want to forgive themselves. The more you harper, harbor or harp on what you've done, you can't get nothing done. The enemy wants you to be unforgiving towards yourself. Then you start emotionally eating. Then you start taking care of yourself less. Man, who the sun says free is free indeed. Who the sun says free is free in their deeds. Now you can go forward and plant seeds, man, and, and, and create a better life and not harboring on the life you lived and all the things you've done wrong, fam. You got to get over yourself and forgive yourself. Let's keep going. Forbiddance or rejection. Forbidden. You know how to look for F word for rejection. So I got the word forbidden. It took about extra two and a half minutes to find a word to go rejection, but we found forbidden. So, you know, some people, the reason why they can't compete or complete at a high level or keeping the, the finished work of Christ to really help them, right, is because of who forbid them, rejected them. Man, rejection is your projection, protection, fam. I don't care who rejected you. I don't care who rejected you, man. Listen, I tell my kids all the time. A million dollar painting is a million dollar painting, even if it was overlooked a million times. Values in the eye of the beholder. Values in the eye of those who understand value. People go to uh, um, <clears throat> garage sales all the time. And what, what was another person's trash was actually treasure. And the one who has the eye, people who are familiar with value in a particular area, those who are familiar with treasure can say, that's on sale for $2? I can flip it and reverse it. Right, I can go online and make two million off that, two thousand off that, whatever it is. So just because people overlooked you, don't mean that <clears throat> you get so caught up and, and not get things done. I don't care who forbid you or who rejected you. Right, you gotta you gotta keep going into the one that accepts you. See, I don't work. I don't work for acceptance. And the reason why we easily get rejected at a high level, the reason why we get rejected or disappointed or betrayed at a high level is because we're looking for acceptance. I need to be accepted. I need to be accepted by this person. I need to be accepted by this girl. I need to be accepted by this guy. I gotta be accepted by this group. I gotta be accepted, accepted, accept me. And then you start running into people at a high level, bringing people close to you at a high level and, and frequency and, and frequently. And all of a sudden they there and there and then you betray, 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 reject, reject. And all of a sudden because you are looking for acceptance. But we work from acceptance. I work that I'm accepted by God. I don't care who rejects me. That's your loss, fam. I don't care who rejects Do you think I care who rejects me? You won't die from rejection when you live from acceptance. Let's keep going. Fire or pressure keeps people from completing and completing at a high level. When they feel the fire, the pressure... We, uh, you don't grow from comfort zones, my friend. You grow from challenge zones, zones that challenge you. 
fire, when they put gold in the furnace, the fire purifies the gold. It brings the impurities on top of the gold so that all you have to do when the, when the, when the gold comes out is wipe the impurities off the gold. So do you want to be gold standard? Right? Like, do you want to be gold? Do you want to be refined as pure gold, become even more valuable than who you was yesterday as far as in your giftings and delivery and, and, and people skills? So some people out of fire to keep them eyes. To, that's, that's too much fire when it comes to this marriage. Then all of a sudden, uh, when when fire and pressure comes into your marriage, fire and pressure comes into your, your parenting, fire and pressure comes into your ministry, fire and pressure, people quit. All the devil got to do is turn up just a little bit. And, and then you and then you don't quit it. Uh-uh. When the fire comes, purify me, oh God. Utilize my enemies to make me a better uh, a tool in your hand. Pushing important things further out or further away. In other words, procrastination. Pushing important things further out. That's procrastination. People, the reason <clears throat> the reason why they're not able to compete or complete at a high level, they procrastinate. Listen, one day of procrastination, two days of procrastination can push your dreams back six months, six years. We can't afford to waste time. Not now. So we can't keep pushing the important things because whatever you do not address now will undress you later, meaning it will expose you. It's better to be exposed in private than to be exposed in public. So we can't procrastinate. False expectations. Some of these things we cut, we covered in the other points there in length. But false expectations, man, you got to have the right expectations of God, the right expectation of yourself and the right expectation of others. We expect too much or too little in things. We don't really have the accuracy when it comes to expectations. I can't expect from God that's beyond God's character. People are expecting God to bring them a husband when they're not a wife. People are expecting God to bring them a wife when they're not a husband. They're expecting God to bring them a million dollars and they can't manage a dollar. And so they get mad at God when they put a false expectation on God. And then they be like, well, God owes me or because I give my this and I do that, then, then this is supposed to come my way. And we have these false expectations because we have a no real engagement. Real engagement leads to real expectations. So if I have a real engagement with God, I begin to know the character of God, then I can really expect from God accurately. And before you expect God, inspect yourself. Before I expect God, expect from God, I gotta inspect myself. Do I match what I'm asking for? It was most of our prayers, we're praying too much for things, but we're not praying to become the person to handle those things. Prayer time should be preparation time. Instead of praying more, prepare more. What I mean by that, don't keep petitioning to God about what you want, who you want, when you ain't preparing for it. Do you match what you want to latch? You see what I'm saying? You can't expect God to open the latch and to cause you to latch on something that you don't match. So we got to make sure we have proper engagement with God so we have proper expectation of God and people get mad at God didn't want to act like well I can make God give it to him I'm gonna go out here and, and hang out with the devil we are some little high school girls and high school boys I gotta make I gotta make God jealous I'm gonna go ahead and and, and and hang with the devil so I can make God jealous I'm gonna go uh do this out here in the world do dumb stuff and make God give me stuff God don't need you God wants you it's a big difference. Need leads to perversion. If God needed us, then he wouldn't be God. One of the attributes of God is he's self-sufficient. He don't need us to be significant, right? 
So God is totally unattached to us, but attached to us. He loves us, but he doesn't need us because need can be perverted. If I need you, you can pervert me. If you need me, I can pervert you. Need is dangerous. You want things. You shouldn't need them, right? And so people think that that, that God needs us so I can, I can do whatever it takes to get God to do what he got. God's like, man, I'm self-sufficient, fam. I don't need you. I'm self-sufficient. I don't, I don't, I don't need you or me to I'm talking about me to be significant. <clears throat> so we have to understand that. So we gotta have the right expectations. And instead of expecting, we gotta inspect. I gotta inspect myself. Do I even match what I'm prepared, what I'm praying for? If I don't, I prepare for it. Even if I feel like I prepare for it, I may not be as prepared as I think I am. Because most times we think we're prepared for something. You think you prepare for war, but there ain't been no war in years. You don't know how prepared you are for war until war hits your shores. You don't know whether or not you're ready for marriage until you're in it. That's why you gotta let God guide you in it. You can't just walk into marriage. God will guide you at the right time at a level of maturity to be able to manage it. Because when I got, when me and my wife got married, the next morning we had an attack. The next two months we had another attack. And we weathered that storm because we knew who was above that storm. So we have to understand, family, that we can't get so caught up in, in, uh, in, um, and uh, what was my point? <laughs> and uh, having these false expectations without proper engagement. They can't have create these false expectations without real engagement. Because when you start talking to real married couples, your expectations become a little bit more real. When you really talk to pastors who do this thing high level with demons and principalities, your expectations become real. You won't be out there trying trying to get a church real quick. You 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 won't be trying. You'll be like, I, 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 I mean, your expectations become a little real. If you want it too badly, then you're not fit for it. If you want it too badly, you too bad for it. You got to have a proper level of hindrance, a proper level of reverence for a thing before you go after that thing. You got to engage people who do that thing at a real level and ask yourself and examine yourself in comparison to their realness. If you ain't got it in it, don't rush in it. Real recognize real. Let's keep going. Last but not least, flusters or distractions. What keeps people? Flusters, distractions. The enemy just throws stuff, trying to distract you. Real quickly, that's just, we talked about distractions early on. Real quickly, what are things, what things will help us to compete and complete at a high level is to reverse of those points. We have to, number one, accept the finished work of God. We have to accept it, not reject it. We have to let him be our Lord and master. We love God being our savior. Oh, save me from hell. Thank you, God. Hey, I don't have to worry about no flames. But we don't want him to be our Lord. We have to accept, accept the finished work of God. Number two, we got to fellowship with him. We got to engage him. We got to fellowship, fellowship, fellowship. Talk to him. Vibe with him daily. We should be fellowshipping with him more than we are with our phones, with our friends. We should be fellowshipping with him more, especially in this day and hour. Number three, we must, we can't, don't identify yourself with your faults. Don't allow your mistakes to become your identity. People saying my diabetes, my blood pressure. People identify themselves with their illnesses. Some people identify themselves to their faults. You see what I'm saying? You can't identify if you want to excel. 
Next point. You got to exchange fear for faith. I got to walk in faith, not in fear. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we got to get in the word. We got to surround ourselves with people who give us the word, the anointed word of God that can take the yokes off of me. You got to audit your fellowships and friends. Audit them right now. I want you to write on a sheet of paper all your friends, all the people you fellowship with, all the things you fellowship with, and audit them. Do they match where you want to go? Do they match the things of God ultimately? Next one, you got to prioritize your focus and follow through till fulfillment. You got to prioritize your focus. You got to say right now, I want you to write down the 10 things that you're focused on. That got you, that has your attention right now. And ask yourself, how much attention are you paying towards it? And then ask yourself, what would be the return on that investment? What would be the return on the investment of the attention? Will it be detention or will it be ascension? Only time will tell. But you got to audit it. You got to prioritize it. And if I focus on this, what are the three to four or five fruits that I get from this? Then you will practically see if you should plant that seed of attention. Then you got to follow through to a film. You got to say, you know what? This is what I'm called to do. I got to see it through, my God. I, I'm going to see it through. God, help me to see it through. Let's keep going. You got to practice the fundamentals. You got to get out there. You got to practice. Practice makes permanent. I got to practice my prayer life so when that when that pressure comes, I can pray that principality under my feet. Next, I got to forgive. I got to forgive. Write down the people you got to forgive right now. Who do you got to forgive? And just forgive them. On that worksheet, on the link, you can go get that link right now. And you can actually uh, start uh, using all the extra paper to process this. Print that, print that worksheet out. It got all these notes on there. And I want you to write, I want you to write your answers down. Next, you got to go forward. You just got to go forward, fam. Just go forward. Keep going. If you if you can't run, Martin Luther King said, if you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, uh, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Next, you got to endure and embrace the fire. The fire purifies you, especially the fire of life. But don't create unnecessary fires, though. Stop pushing things further out. Next point, stop procrastinating. Stop pushing things further out. Bring them things closer. Get them done. Address them now so that you don't want be you won't be undressed later. You got to set factual expectations from real engagement with God. He'll teach you how what how to expect from Him and how to expect from others. Because some of us we're making God out of people. We're making gods out of people. We're expecting this man to be a husband and he's a boyfriend. You're expecting this woman to be a wife and she's a girlfriend. You're expecting people. You're expecting things out of people. They're not even yet to be. And you wonder why people leave. Sometimes people leave because of our high expectations. We're expecting more from them than they than God expects from them. That's why you can't expect from anyone else that God doesn't. God ain't expecting that woman to throw it back on you. And so you can't expect her to give you things before marriage sexually if God doesn't expect that from her. You can't expect that man to be your provider if he's not your husband yet. You can't expect your kids and people to do things that the word of God doesn't expect from them. And last but not least, you got to ignore and avoid the flusters. I pray this message was a blessing. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, we'll go to lacking nothingness next week. We'll talk about our access to God and how we literally lack nothing when it comes to God. And if you just joined me late, uh, come late, came late, can you discuss Holy Journal book? Is this, is this a daily, weekly journal? Great question. Uh, do I even got the book on me? Ah, I gave away the other copies, but here we go. It's it's uh in this book, 
It has uh, articles and questions. I'll go through it real quickly. Um, like it has the first article in the beginning. Uh, these are our t-shirts, whole shirts, you can get like the bucket here. I know, but you can watch the repeat event, Kelly. Don't worry. This video, as soon as I'm done, it'll be posted. So it has activities in there. Like, what do you want to hold? So then you can put in the bucket of marriage. You got to write down the evidence that you're ready to hold it or the things that's caused you not to be able to hold it, right? It says, write in each bucket at the top what you would like to hold. And beneath it, write the number that best represents. So there's a bunch of activities in there. <clears throat> Place for you to reflect. Family tree. So the reason why people can't hold is because of their parents and family and whatnot. And then you have uh, uh, hurts, offenses, and wounds, how you can process your hurts and stuff like that. It uh, also has a monthly year tracker. It also has, uh, hold on, let me find it for you. It has articles in there as well. Articles that I wrote, uh, all the uh, top 25 things that will help you hold. Um, so the articles are in black page, like work ethics. And it's just articles in there. And then you have a, a weekly journal. So there's 52 um, places in the back for you to process uh, your wholeness. But there's a lot of places in the book that they'll give you opportunity to process. Like this page right here. Uh, you can track how often you pray and read your word. You can uh, also uh, put your prayer requests in the book. And it'll date that you prayed for it. The actual prayer request. And the day that prayer was answered. So it's just, and you got pictures in there to kind of motivate you, all that good stuff. Let's see, we got any other pictures to show you. Like this is my favorite one, Hole. He's holding his daughter up. So it's, it's a great resource, man. One of my favorite things that God has uh, uh, helped me to produce. So it's 52 weeks, but it's uh, it's more than that. It's articles. It's 100, I think it's 120 questions or so, maybe more on wholeness that you have to reflect on, right? So that's what that book. She said, came late. Can you discuss the whole journal book? Hope you're still here, Tamara Jones. It's a it's a weekly journal. So let me go to the journal so I can break it down for you. Like here, I have areas for you to rejoice. Uh oh, rejoice and reach. So the first question is, what are three things you are grateful for, and what's your goals for the week? The next question is refuel. Uh, on average, how much sleep did you get this week? And what was your main morning mood? Coloring the circles for the days of good sleep. So there's circles right there for you to color in for your sleep. And then you select what kind of mood did you have um, most mornings? Uh, was you sad, joyful, rested, moody, anxious, energized? How many days did you work out this week? You put the number. Did you drink your daily amount of water, right? Your daily amount of water and you color the water, water bottles. Out of the potential 28 meals and snacks for the week, how many meals did you eat that were healthy? Color in a circle. So you have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snack, right? And then you also have a question. What did you do for self-care this week? And what did you do for someone else this week? So there's a part for you to put that in there as well. On the right side, recap. Did you accomplish your goals for this week? Why or why not? Any holes discovered this week? If so, what were they? And what must you do to patch those holes up? Next question, how did you hold up your responsibilities this week? And what ways did you sustain and or increase your wholeness this week, right? And on the back is some reflection points. Uh, what passages did you read this week? And what were the main points you got from the word of God? Next point, what does it mean to be humble? And are you a humble person? Each week is a different reflection question on the back that goes with the card games. And I left my cards in the car. Um, but the cards, and I'm going to show that picture. The cards have on the back, you see worship 
and it has two questions on that card and then it has an activity. So the activity could be like 10 push-ups. And the reason why I put push-ups and sit-ups and jumping jacks in there because we have to be we have to be in shape to hold those things, right? And so there may be questions for you to talk, uh, to encourage someone and stuff like that. So uh, so humble was the word for this one. It says, what does it mean to be humble? Are you a humble person? So each of these cards have questions to go with. I think each each letter has, I think, 10 questions or 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 whatever, something like that. Uh, so that's that's available there as well. Uh oh, where am I? At? There we go. <laughs> there we go. And uh, so on the back, L says, "What did you and God talk about this week? And who all did you cover in prayer this week? Prayer requests and they answer." And the last part says, "Utilize this section." See, each one got different cartoons. Uh, utilize this side of the page to prepare for next week. What adjustment do you need to make in order for you to hold next week better? So it's a fifty-two week journal in the back, but like I said, that's only like the back half. That's the front half of questions and articles. And then the back half is a reflection journal. So this book right here, man, and I'm going to start writing my next two or three books. I got a very good book. I don't know when God wants to release it. I believe it's next week. Uh, I'll tell you more about it later. But that book's going to be just like this articles, reflection pieces. I could write a book with a lot of, uh, I could write a book. Uh, you said, thank you for this word. Great book for me and my team. Yes, it's for teens. It's for singles. It's for dating couples, married couples. In other words, it's for everybody's about 13 and up. Good. It's good for parents to do this with their kids, all that kind of stuff. So but the next wave, uh, all that is so important to track is real, Yvette, for real. So get your copies right now. It will help you with this course. We're in a phase one, but the next phase, you're going to need your workbook. You're going to need your actual wholeness book. So it's good for husband and wives. Um, the card game is the genius behind this. God is such a genius. He makes me look better than I look. Please get the card game. Please get the card game. Uh, you support what I do and all that kind of stuff. And if you feel like donate, you can donate as well so we can continue to create more books. So if you feel led to give, you can do so at IamUnplugged.com. Uh, it helps us create more materials and stuff like that and to really push the mess. But this card game, man, oh, my goodness. The kids at my school love playing it. Me and my wife love playing it. The kids, they have to watch me do planks. They have to watch me do push-ups. Uh, they have to watch me uh, do talk about my top three. It's just a great engaging game, but it has reflective questions. So when you're talking as a group, you can say, you know what? Yo, we got to work on that together. I'm going to help you work with your holes in your life. You work on my holes in my life so that we can become whole, so we can hold things properly. Uh, so the card game and the books are, man, I don't, I, I, I can't wait for you to see the genius behind this. And not for my glory, but for God's glory, fam. So make sure you get those books, card games, the wholeness journal. Uh, I put the gray one since we're in the gray vibes. The wholeness journal, you get the gray, the, uh, the white clay uh, coverway, you know, people got colorways for shoes. I call these coverways, or you can get the uh, purple sunset coverway, the card games, all on my, on my website, imunplugged.com. Other books like The Purpose of Singleness, Are You Whole or Full of Holes? This was the first book that came with this, or that kind of sparked this idea. Dating Prep, How to Date God and Date Yourself and Become Dateable, so you can date the love of your life forever. If you got soul ties, strongholds, the purpose of freedom, how to untie soul ties, uproot strongholds. Also, you're struggling with discernment, uh, get this book called Counterfeit or Counterpart, How to Continue to Discern the Will of God in Every Area of Your Life. My children's book, the As He Says, me and my wife's book, As He Says for the Students I Serve. It's a great book for, for elementary kids, middle school kids, and if not high school, I'm working on, we're, we're going to work on a high school version of this. And it's just Ezzy. Ezzy is just Ezzy sayings, wise sayings that I've created um, to help students. 
find the art form. And if you struggle with spiritual warfare, this book, World War Me, How to Win or Winning the War Within is a great book on spiritual warfare and how to put on the whole armor of God. Also, make sure you check out our merch, T-shirts, Go With the Wholeness, other uh, other shirts on the, like I'm Worth the Weight shirts, all this stuff is available all on my website, I am unplugged.com. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. Don't be stressed. And I'll see y'all uh, next time. See if anybody commented. All right, we're good. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next week. Lord willing. Peace.